Hello, and welcome to Only Lovers Book Club, where I get together with my groupies and <laughs> uh, we read a romance novel and we get together and we talk about it. It's November now, uh, playing a little bit of catch up personally with book club, but so be it. This month, um, was Andrea's pick, or was it last month? I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm catching up. Last but either month. way, we read Andrea's book. And we're here to talk about it. And some of us are wearing our sort of concert attire. And some of us are just really Here's cozy, the and thing. that's valid. The <laughs> Even though I love you more than most people on this planet, I would not go with either of you to a music festival. Well, I, I don't like music feel festivals. Like I would have a terrible time. No, I <laughs> went. Excuse me? Not because Excuse of you, me? but like I would be holding you back. I would be holding you back. Well, no, if I'm you honest, wouldn't. I, 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 no, Tashai, I would not invite Drea to a music festival. Okay, I would, we would, we would go and like rent the cabin. You and me would go to the festival and then we would come back to Drea later i would i would like cook your meals like you could come back to me as like your home base you know i would like feed you and stuff and i meanwhile i'd spend the day like in the quiet <laughs> well okay let it be said though me going to a music festival is me like i've never gone to a music festival where you sleep away i go to daytime shows first mm -hmm. of all so it's no camping necessary i Check oh, the prices. camping is not the part I have. It's check other people. I check prices in advance and then save money so that we can get the special tickets that you have more private bathrooms. And I stay in the back. I don't get near the front. I try to find a place to sit. And like, sure, I'm gonna be on drugs. So like, fine. Maybe you have to keep an eye on me if someone brings a dog. But other than that, I always have snacks and water. Yeah, I wanna, I want to talk about this during like the hangout. But I definitely don't see us going with Drea to a music festival. And I don't think it's, that's not. I would go with you, Tashai. Like, I know that you got me, and I don't mind. But like, the, I know that Drea is not like into like the crowd of people. So that's what that is. And I'm not taking that. Or personally. the noises. It's too loud. Like too many people. Around on me being drunk yeah and so drugs. i don't want to be taking care of anybody either so i just want to take care of myself so that being said i'm not like a big festival person like i like going to concerts and live music and then immediately leaving <laughs> but i think we just all have like a spectrum of tastes why are we talking about live music because the book that drea uh <laughs> Listen, I, I'm trying to do a killer segue. Uh, the book that Drea picked for us this month was Rise to the Sun by Leah Johnson. And it is a young adult, sapphic, live music extravaganza. Um, and let me, yeah, that's it. Let me uh, read to you a little bit about Leah Johnson. This is from uh, her website. Uh, Leah Johnson is an eternal Midwesterner and author of award-winning books for children and young adults. Her best-selling debut YA novel, You Should See Me in a Crown, was a Stonewall honor book, the inaugural Reese's Book Club YA pick, and named uh, Best Book of the Year by Bleep, Kirkus, Mary Claire, and Publishers Weekly, and New York Public Library. Leah's essays and cultural criticism can be found in Teen Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, Cosmopolitan, and others. Her sophomore novel, Rise to the Sun, was forthcoming uh, from Scholastic in 2021. It already came out and we read it. So a little bit more about... And she has, a, she has a middle grade series coming up next about a girl who, like some weird earthquake, gives her powers and turns her into a necromancer. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. um so she starts accidentally reviving dead people and also she's in love with her best friend but her best friend like doesn't like her back oh sensing a theme and the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the first part of the slightly less short bio is that she was born and raised in central indiana a tried and true lifelong i don't know how to say this word hoosier hoosier yeah hoosier uh, and as you can perhaps imagine, much of her work now features uh, more cornfield and soybeans than any one human has business writing about. She began her writing career with a spiral notebook full of short stories in Mrs. Peacock's fifth grade class and could never quite bring herself to stop. 
That love of storytelling eventually carried her to Sarah Lawrence College for her MFA in fiction writing and to Brooklyn to live amongst every other struggling writer and so on and so forth. You can read the rest. I'll put the just. Oh, sorry. That's why you were done. No, I was going to say, I'll put the link in the description if um, whoever's watching wants to know a little bit more about the author. Um, But that's it. I just think that that's really cute. Uh, Go ahead. What were you saying? I was just going to say she's also a musician and she studied music her whole life. That's why like every character in every book that she writes um, is and is also a musician. And it's like a bigger deal in the first book than in this. Well, in this one, I mean, there's a musician, but it's not like a, the book isn't about music as much. That doesn't make sense. It's at a music festival. But anyway, I feel like this book, you don't need to know about music to write this character who plays the guitar. But like in the first book, there were like very specific like band things all over the place. So, Well, she sounds super cool. (laughs) Yeah, super cool. And her middle grade sounds like really fun. (laughs) Let's read what the book is about and then... Um, Drea, you can tell us why amongst the obvious reasons, uh, (laughs) because the author sounds really cool, um, that you picked this book. So I've got it pulled up here. I will, I will read to you. Three days, two girls, one life-changing music festival. Olivia is an expert at falling in love and at being dumped. But after the fallout from her last breakup has left her an outcast at school and at home, she is determined to turn over a new leaf. A crush-free weekend at Farmland Music and Arts Festival with her best friend is just what she needs to get her mind off the senior year that awaits her. Tony is one week away from starting college, and it's the last place she wants to be. Unsure about who she wants to become and still reeling in the wake of the loss of her musician-turned-roadie father, She's heading back to the music festival that changed his life in hopes that following in his footsteps will help her find her own way forward. When the two arrive at farmland, the last thing they expect is to realize that they'll need to join forces in order to get what they're searching for out of the weekend. As they work together, the festival becomes so much more complicated than they bargained for, and Olivia and Tony will find that they need each other and music more than they could have ever imagined. Packed with irresistible romance and irrepressible heart, best-selling author Leah Johnson delivers a stunning and cinematic story about grief, love, and the remarkable power of music to heal and connect us all. I read that. Mm. I mean, I read that. I read, I read that. I read that. I read that. Did you read yeah. that? I read yes. that. I read, I read, Sure. okay drea why did you pick this book and give us your overall thoughts well i picked this book because the author's debut novel was one of my top 10 books of last year um it was my favorite ya that i read last year um it's really really good um and so i just wanted to see what she wrote next it's really what it came down to (laughs) I'm not really into music like that. I'm not one of those people who has like a transformative experience when they listen to live music. I didn't get any of the musical references. This book was 100% not aimed at me. I just picked it to support the author because I loved her first book. (laughs) Um, I know that there was, we had, there was some talk amongst us about, I don't think Tashai, have you read, you haven't read the first book either, right? I haven't, but right. it's on like it's on my list of books that I do want to read. It just happens to be that I read this one first, this one first instead yeah. of the other one. So, quick question for Drea: Like, uh, you've read the first one, and I know there was some talk about, at least online, about how this wasn't like like didn't live up to. I don't, not that it didn't live up, but it wasn't on the same level, maybe as the no, first one. No, I, I just think that the first one. Okay, so. There's a lot of adults that read YA. Like a lot of the money that YA makes is off of adults and not actual teenagers. And I think that the other book appeals more to teenagers. I mean, appeals more to adults. um, Whereas this one is 100% aimed at teenagers, I feel like. And so I think people in general like the first one more because it's more of a 
oh, I remember being like the girl figuring out her queerness in like a school that wasn't welcoming. Or I remember wanting to be prom queen, but not fitting into the, like a lot of adults, I think got really nostalgic with the first book and like felt that whole, like, I wish this book had been around when I was a teenager kind of thing. Whereas this one is much more about like really messy teenagers, like falling in like soulmate kind of love in two days and that's not maybe what adults feel like nostalgic about or want to read about, but it wasn't. So the adults were like, this isn't about me anymore. I don't yes. like it. Yeah, that, that's my theory anyways. <laughs> um, quick, because uh, if I, if I gave teenagers that I know in real life, both books, I can see them gravitating more towards this one than the other one. Yeah, I can see I can see that too, but I guess for I guess especially the same if reason. you like romance, you know, then this one is like, oh my gosh, I want to go to like a, I want to run away and sneak away to a music festival and like meet the love of my like one hundred percent like the teens would be more into. It. So, what did you think of the book? I liked it. I I personally didn't like it as much as the first one because I, as an adult, <laughs> found more things in the first one that um, I felt like represented in. Um, but I still think it's a, it's a good story. It just wasn't written for me. So that's how I felt. <laughs> that's valid. What about you, Tishai? What were your overall impressions of the book? So this book was fine. <laughs> um, this I wouldn't have liked this book as a teenager because I was a very practical teenager. Um, I didn't trust people who were like super into me, like unexpectedly, who didn't know anything about me. Like I didn't trust people. I like got love notes and was like, this is a prank. I don't trust this. Like I would not if I go to a music festival as a teenager, like anybody that hits on me, sure, like I'll flirt with you. I'm not believing that, you know, like, the, I don't believe in like love at first sight. I don't believe in like talking to someone for two days and being like, this is my soulmate. I'm, a, which is more practical, I guess. Like, my, mm -hmm. I enjoy romance that is rooted in like friendships developing into romance or like, pure sexual attraction that then evolves into like a relationship but these are like 16 year olds and so I'm reading this book first of all how the fuck did they get to this music festival by themselves like to be fair, know... you keep saying they're 16 they're 18 to shy <laughs> are you sure one, one of, of them, them is 18 is the other one's one like them... 17 recently one of them turned. is a senior in high school and one already graduated no actually one already graduated yeah, one graduated high school and one is in high school in her senior year. Wait, so she's they, 16 going on 17 and the other one's eight, just turned 18. Like, <laughs> no importa. I could, I didn't have a driver's license until I was like 19. Emperor, that's you to shy. Aki, in the United States, you get your driver's license when you're 15. It's not even 16. Like, it's when you're 15, that's when you get your driver's license here. It okay, was okay, not my teenage experience. To, shy, to teenage to shy, continue your review. <laughs> to teenage me, this is not realistic. Like, even the kids I knew in high school who had a lot more flexibility to do shit, like, you're not going to fucking go to a music festival? Like, how? How are you even going to get away with that without your parent, like, noticing? I don't, I don't know. And the whole like, oh, yeah, it's a church camp, especially just with like social media, the way that it is. I'm not convinced that she wouldn't have ended up somehow tagged in something. I definitely thought that like the storyline with the ex, I thought it was going to be like something super serious. Like the way they were building up that whole part of the story, I thought like something really, really like serious had happened. And I'm not saying spoiler alert, don't listen to this part if you haven't read the book i'm not saying having your like underwear picture leaked wouldn't suck but i thought that she had been like physically assaulted or had been like beaten up or had been like drugged or something based on how the story like set it up and then it was like oh i think my main problem with the book is that i didn't like one of the narrators 
like the I don't even remember their names at this point, but like the character who was the musician, I liked Tony. those chapters more. Yeah, Tony was just like more chill, had some stuff going on, had some like family drama, some trauma from her past. Like, like I enjoyed those chapters more because she was just like calmer. But the other protagonist was just so Olivia. Olivia was like so. I guess hormonally driven. I don't really get a lot of her reactions to things. Like I didn't understand the whole. I'm just want to love love somebody. I'm just like I just love everybody. I have all this love. I just want to no, jump into these Olivia relationships. Olivia and Chris knows Olivia is basically my last child. So one hundred percent. And I would not have been able to have a conversation because I'm like, calm down. Like none of this is like tranquilizate you are putting yourself in the situation where like bad things are going to happen because you are blindly jumping into these things like oh i'm gonna date the guy who has a reputation oh i think he's losing interest i'm just gonna send him nudes like i'll send him nudes what are the chances that something bad's gonna happen in today's america when everybody's nudes always leak oh no my nudes leaked i'm gonna try to take legal action against this oh no people don't like me now like but I'm just saying, like, that happens, like, all the time. I see it with my students. and So I just think this is a very realistic book. But I think, like, your your reaction is exactly the reaction that adults who are reading this book are having. I'm just like, look, teenagers, don't send naked photos. Don't send photos of yourself to anybody. I don't care how hot they are. Don't do it on Snapchat. Don't do it on text. Make better choices next year. That's the message that the sister sends to her um, while she's at the thing. She's like, make better choices. And then here's the thing. All of that aside, taking all of that aside, she's a terrible fucking friend. She is such a bad friend to her bestie. She's so self-absorbed. And like, I get it again. She's a teenager. Sure. I had friends in high school who were not completely self-absorbed. Shitty friends. Look, this Christina, isn't a book about teenager. the good people, Tashai. It's a book about the messy kids who keep fucking up. That's literally what this book is. Well, it was not for me. Three stars. Yeah, I, I think it just some wasn't the, for you. I liked, yeah. yeah, I liked some of the language, but I also like swore that the guy that Tony was friends with was gay from the beginning. And then they're like trying to set him up with the best friend and I was not understanding that relationship like I just none of these relationships made sense to me so yep also just logistics of like the festival and the apple giveaway didn't didn't just a lot wasn't working for you I get it I get it yeah cool sorry don't be sorry you can have your opinions it's not a big deal andrea has her opinions you have yours and i have mine and that's just they're just opinions <laughs> um so full disclosure i finished this book uh just like an hour ago i i was reading little bits of it um throughout the week and preparation and then i was like i'm gonna have all day to read this and so i did i read um with the exception of a little writing sprint i was reading most of the morning um and I, I, I really enjoyed this book. I, um, I would absolutely continue reading or go back to read. Um, not that I wasn't going to. Again, it was just like you said to shy. This is just the book that I happened to read first. I definitely want to go read. Um, you should see me in a crown. I'm interested to see the differences. Um, but I think like I, this book resonated with me as like a teenager and an adult. So I get where you're coming from. In Puerto Rico, where we're from, this music festival shit was like not, it was not like, we were not invited to those types of things, <laughs> at least on the east side. Um, there were like, we like camping trips that happened. There was like music at the beach, but it just, it wasn't that kind of scene. But I do feel like teenagers have more, ac- at least teenagers in America, have more access to like go to these types of things or sneak off to these types of things. But that's definitely not, <laughs> it was not my childhood. And I was like, this is cool. I would have liked to do this, but I would have absolutely had to sneak out. Um, I would have needed a rock solid alibi. You know what I mean? Um, and so it was, I was a little frightened for them getting busted the whole time, but it didn't really, you know, come no, to I, anything. I, I will say that I do think the the first book like takes place in a school. The kid yeah. is like super responsible. Her brother is 
like sick with sickle cell her mother has died so she's like the one who like takes care of everyone and is like super focused on getting into college the same college her mom got into so it's like a very different teen mindset yeah than in this book it's like very very different uh that being said i did i enjoyed <laughs> i enjoyed the messy queers in this book uh more than i did in, in honey girl for sure um and with <laughs> with knowing that like teens can be very you know very impulsive just bad decision making you know feeling like they're being invulnerable but also like remembering at least the lofty goals for relationships that i had when i was a teenager like this was extremely like Teen Chris would have also probably enjoyed this too. <laughs> because, because teen Chris just wanted to be loved and love everybody and be loved by everybody. I wanted to be everything to everyone. And, uh, you know, life teaches you that it doesn't have to be that way. But um, but I could see where like, Olivia was. The one who's farting is my dog. It's not me. I mean, I just heard, in case I heard no farts. Okay, but I'm just, just in case it comes through in the final video, I want it known that it was my dog who farted. I can't hear anything, but thanks for the disclaimer. Um, Yeah, without getting too much into more of the book, because I know you've got some questions. I, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty accurate. And I mean, yeah, we all know better. <laughs> we all know better. Um, um, But I am not going to front and say that I would not have made like if I was a teen now like would I be making like stupid ass mistakes like this hopefully not but I, I literally cannot guarantee it because I made not great choices I definitely snuck out I was definitely that kid um when I was growing up so <laughs> so I got it and I think that um going back it was one of those things where I'm reading it and I'm like whoa like queer renaissance for real I was really happy to read this and I know that like little teen Chris would have been like oh what's this you know like everybody's kissing everybody and oh my gosh you know <laughs> uh I'd have been into it but that's just me and like like we said we, we just have our opinions so let's let's dive a little deeper Drea you've got some questions for us let us let us discussion this yeah um well maybe we can start with Tashai because she she already kind of said that she liked one character more than the other so my first question was you know, keeping there were like four teenagers, you know, who are pretty central to the story, like two main characters, but really four players. So who was your favorite character out of the four? It doesn't have to be one of the main girls. Um, and who was your least favorite? Wait, I thought it was just three. I thought it was Olivia, Tony and Peter. Who's the fourth person you're referring to? Her best it's friend Imani. who's there with her. Right. Imani? Of course. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is it Imani? yeah yes you're not wrong I was just like wait well, I, I literally I'm only thinking about Tony and Olivia and that one <laughs> random guy that wears crop tops okay you're right and I know who this character is and I don't know how I just immediately forgot them carry on uh, my favorite character was Amani because if any of these characters resonate how I would have been during this entire series of events, it would have been her. Like, if Christina is the Olivia that is, like, diving into every relationship and trying to, like, fall in love at a festival, I'm walking behind her holding hand sanitizer wipes, being like, why the fuck are you, like, talking to this person? We don't know them. We have an agenda. Like, I planned out this weekend you told me you wanted to come to this thing to get over your ex and now you're chasing after this stranger like tranquilizate bebe agua you're dehydrated i'm not gonna lie i definitely thought of us as i was reading it and i was like oh yeah this reminds me of a lot of not that i don't think i would be that inconsiderate to you like i would definitely be like we are riding the ferris wheel this can wait you know what i mean this sounds stupid i'm not gonna no. hunt for some fucking apples for, but definitely some, me trying to like details. find someone to hook up with yeah yeah no certain details would not have would not have happened between teenage you and teenage me other things though like us making the line and christina making eyes at someone with like dreads and a septum piercing and then suddenly priorities shift definitely could have seen that happening and then i would have been like mad the fuck <laughs> like so we had a plan. Stop trying to like shove me at this random dude who I do not know, who I do not want to talk to. Like, siento, favorita because she's the one that's the most like non-hormonal teenager in a lot of ways. 
And then I like did, you know, I, I kind of saw the like reveal coming of like the feelings a bit, but I kind of, I will say, and I don't know if this relates to a future question. I don't necessarily like that they took it there because I would have just appreciated the friendship being the friendship mm-hmm. without then complicating it another level. Like you can get friendships that have that level of dedication without it having a romantic connotation to it. Like I would take a bullet for either of you and neither, none of us have like done it. So like, I've, you know, there's, there's space, there's space for, for friendships where there is not. Yeah. Also- I, I do agree with you on that because I think it also, I felt like um, Imani had, like, really good reasons for being upset with her friend and, like, at the way she had been treated. But I think by making her also in love with her, then it makes it seem like, oh, I was just upset because I had these unrealistic expectations of us as a couple. When, like, I think it would have been enough to say, like, no, I was just upset because you, like, let me down as a friend and that's also not cool. You ditched me all fucking weekend when I came to this thing to try to make you feel better. So, like... Yeah, and it's been a pattern. It has been a pattern of behavior Mm -hmm. of yours and I'm, like, really fed up with being always, like, the second... Yeah. Like, the the not... Like, basically always, like, catering to what you want. She's like, you're selfish. And that would have absolutely been a very valid reason, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. Um... Exactly. Uh, and I would also take a bullet for either of you. Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, hope it never comes to that. <clears throat> but yeah, least favorite, Olivia. She was too impulsive. Like, at some point, I, as Imani, would have just stopped trying to chase after her. She'd be like, meet me at this thing. And I would have just been living my music festival schedule. I'd be like, ella se encontrará el tent cuando le dé la gran gana de encontrar el tent. I'm going to go watch my show. <laughs> she will find me eventually. That's when you go to the, the first aid stand and you're like, can you borrow your loudspeaker? Olivia, report to the first <laughs> aid station. Olivia, report to the first aid station. Um, but- my favorite character is Peter. I really thought it was a guilt cutie patootie. Um, you know who I was picturing in my head as like Peter? Um, Bo from Shira. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the little crop tops. <laughs> oh, in the, it's a shy, in the Netflix uh, cartoon series Shira, Princesses of Power. Let me show him, show her. Uh, there is Shira, there's Glimmer, and then there's Bo, um, B O, but also he shoots a bow, an arrow. Uh, and he has like a little crop top and has like this like he has like insane like positive energy he's like a very cool character and so yes I I agree with your assessment of, yes. of him being Bo. Take it he's from just like so a little cute. himbo? Yes. Mira I'll um I love a good himbo. Love a good himbo. Himbo. But like a thing that just you can see like a bunch of like pictures of him. Nice. Like, also, even when he Peter- wears like Aww. a suit, even when he wears a little suit, it's like a crop top. What a cutie! Okay, yeah. I 100% and I don't know if this ever was addressed. Thought Peter was a white guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like so, him as Bo better. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I was I experiencing Peter as a character again. I thought he was gay from the get go. Even when he was like, "You're like hetero, like non whatever," I'm like, mm, "I feel like he's gay. I, I'm I don't really understand what they're doing with him." And then they're like, "How can we make him quirky? He's into dead presidents." Like, All right, I thought he was fun, but again, definitely he's at least he's on the queer. He's he's in the queer middle. Let me not. That's how I that's how I see Peter in my mind. Okay, um, so Chris, your favorite was Peter. Who was your least favorite? I don't know if I had a least favorite. I did not like Olivia. I feel like I really understood Olivia, but she wasn't like my least favorite. I, I think that I don't have a least favorite, but being in Tony's head hurt my feelings more than anything because I definitely have to not saying it and if not any friends that i'm currently in call with or anything but i um 
and it is it is something like I'm making it about me, but it's not about me. But sometimes having like access to an introverted person's like deep discomfort when they're around extroverted people is like, I'm sorry. <laughs> when you're just like, yeah, and you want to like hold hands and you want to hug and you want to like be like, <laughs> and you know, you just want to be like very like yourself and like that's just you and then like introverted people are like not like that and then like internally they're like I fucking hate this and you're just like that's all you're just meaning well and so I don't want to say that like that was my least favorite character but there were moments where I was like <laughs> where I was like oh cringe deep cringe in thinking about myself being like the you know the extrovert in in like a group of friends and how the introverts we're thinking about me but I don't have I honestly didn't have a least favorite I thought they were all cool kids they were cool kids I would have hung out with would have wanted to hang out with I mean I guess my least favorite is fucking Trevor but like he's not like a main <laughs> character or anything <laughs> he's my least favorite but um I like I like them all yeah but Peter was my favorite I like that energy what about you Dre your favorite least favorite well I didn't like any of them I would not hang out with any of them. <laughs> no, but I still like the book. I just don't like any of them as people. But you know what? It's just, I don't know. Teenagers and I, it's a fraught thing. It's like, I understand where you're coming from. I am seeing this from a trauma care perspective. I get you. I don't judge you. But do I like you? well that's true you do get informed you are the most trauma care person here so you would but that does make sense I love you but I don't like you <laughs> get yeah, out of here. I, mean, I feel like I'm really good with kids and I'm really good with teenagers and I can be like that really empathetic like person that they connect to but that doesn't mean like they're my whole world <laughs> your internal um, monologue this stupid baby Yes, yes stupid baby keeps oh, making fair stupid yeah, no, so I didn't I didn't love any of them um I didn't like hate them either I just didn't you know just didn't I, I like in the other book I definitely really really love the main character whereas here it was just and that's fine I don't think you have to like love the main characters in a book to like enjoy it or enjoy what it's doing um but yeah this wasn't like, these aren't characters that I personally, like, super connected with. Um, but um, since we were talking earlier about the, like, the side twist or whatever of the romance or whatever, I had a question that was related to that because I feel like this book had, like, a main plot or, like, arc, right? It's, like, these teens go to this music festival it's a romance um, and they have these things that they're doing like um, one teen wants to win the guitar music contest. The other teen wants to like get these apples and win a car. Um, but there were also like a lot, a lot of like little side plots and things going on. And so I wondered what you thought about that, if it was like distracting, if it was too much or if you like that. And by the side plot things I mean like um all of the stuff that was constantly going on with like Tony's dead dad um all the stuff with like the photo leaks with Olivia the gun accident at the music festival the best friend being like in love with her like all of these little side things like did you what did you think about that I think that some of these things were thrown in to just like add to the whimsy of the circumstances, because if you didn't have other stuff going on, then you would just have people sitting in a tent waiting for the next act to go on. Like if you like if you don't have back to back to back to back to back music that you want to check out, then a lot of being in this kind of festival is you just kind of wandering around trying to find a bathroom. Um, <laughs> Even if you're there with friends, like even if you're there with friends, they tend to be really strict about like alcohol and drugs and all that kind of stuff. Like you just, you know, there's there's not that much to do um, if it's the kind of festival that doesn't then also have like activities and rides and all that kind of shit. So I feel like it, it, it added to the chaotic feeling of the weekend, 
but I don't think that we needed the apple hunt that that felt dumb like that didn't really feel that wouldn't happen honestly in my opinion in a festival of this nature because it'd be so dangerous to have people trying to sneak into different places to find this like small item um just just because i know how tight-knit security is like they try to keep people in specific areas at all time times so like having people just like massively trying to go to one place to find a thing like that's dangerous as hell especially like in this kind of environment that's really dangerous so i don't really think you needed the apple thing i guess the photo thing makes sense as like a driver to make olivia want to go to this music festival but i also like a normal breakup would have done the same thing but i guess it just gives her more of like um like like someone has hurt her in a way that she has not been hurt before but this was like an unexpected betrayal that she hadn't faced before and it put her in like a mental state that she had to like it's not just that there was a breakup it's that something bad happened and the consequences continue to come like there are continue like she has things that are coming up so it's not just i'm gonna get over this breakup with someone new it's i had a breakup Something bad happened. It continues to affect me. So I think that did add to the plot. Um, I thought Tony's dad's death was very sad and added to her kind of like inability to pursue music and and like not being sure of like, well, who am I supposed to be now that my dad's gone? And I barely had him because he was always touring. So I'm sure she has this like, love-hate relationship with music as a whole and like music as a as a as a business music as like a passion i think she like probably resents music for what it took from her not just her father as a as a person in her childhood but then him just being gone period so i think that definitely added um but yeah i think i think there was like good I think those specific things, like the dad storyline, the photo leak storyline, added to the dimension of the characters and helped guide like what their reactions to things would be. Like it made sense to me. Um, and then other stuff, yeah, it just it just it was more distracting than anything. At some point, I'm like, like I are personally you? hated the the gun thing. That was, was unnecessary. That was, was unnecessary. If you were gonna go for it, then like I thought she was just gonna go for it. But instead it was like, ah, the security guard accidentally like shot the ground. But also I'm fairly certain security at these things don't have guns on them. They'll have tasers. And sometimes you have police presence outside. But why would you have a gun in a festival like that? Like it doesn't make sense because when you have guns, people will panic. And then that mm -hmm. makes it more dangerous. Like the festivals I've been to... There's metal detectors everywhere. You have to open your backpack. They'll open all the zippers. Like, if you're going to hide stuff, you have to be real creative about it. <laughs> and security is just kind of chill. You know, they're there to help make sure people get to water. They get to the first aid kit areas. Like, keeping an eye out to make sure people don't get rowdy. But, like, had that actually happened, like, the way that it was written was not nearly as devastating as it could have been based on how people actually react. If a gunshot went off in Afropunk, people would get stampeded over. Like, people would get walked on and people would die. So it, I, I don't think that it was necessary. And I think that the way that it kind of took place also, like, misrepresented... Like, the danger was kind of implied. It, it would have been so dangerous. Like, the last one or two festivals I've been to because I get nervous now at having all those, like, so many people, um, we have exit strategies. Like, we'll have exit plans in case something goes down. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, mm. I feel like a gunshot going off, people would have gotten really injured. And the fact that in the story, it's like, no one got hurt. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, so, um, 
so overall, I thought that the what the characters were going through at the time of them meeting at this festival um, were I thought that was I thought it was good. I thought man, I thought it was good. <laughs> I thought it was a really effective way of of you know getting into their characterization. I think that, and it was one of the observations that I was um, having as I was reading was that I thought that it was woven in very well with the amount of time, because it's just a weekend, right? So everything is like high stakes, you know, gotta get to know each other, you gotta get to know each other's traumas so that we can like decide <laughs> that we love each other. Um, uh, which I also want to say, like, there's like no declaration of love or anything like that. It's like, wow, I feel a type of way about you, but it's by no means meant to be like, this is my forever love. You know, like this is like, a, this one's a big deal, but we're not led to believe that like, they're going to fucking like get married the next weekend over because they're still, yeah, children, I mean, you know, Tony's going on tour. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe they'll keep talking on WhatsApp and then they'll drop off and, you know, they'll just, you know, anyway. Um, but but I thought that it, that was done pretty well. I did find the scavenger hunt for the apple a bit distracting, but I appreciate, I guess, how stupid it was because that was Imani's point of contention. Like, you're gonna fucking ditch me and do this stupid ass fucking like the the like that that the apple was the straw that broke Imani's back is like was to me because she's like this stupid fucking stupid shit. Do you fucking do you know what ditch I thought me was for going this? to come up and then it never did. I thought Imani was going to see her on that Ferris wheel Ooh, with, with Tony. With Tony? Like, Ooh. I was waiting for that. <laughs> like, that's what I thought. When that security guard walked up on them, I was terrified. Not because I thought it was, I thought it was going to be Imani who was going to be like, fucking bitch. Yeah, that would have been really intense. Um, I thought that I was going to happen. I, I, I agree also that... I agree also that the gun thing was a little bit, was a bit much. And I, and I want to say this because the, when you have a PTSD for that type and that's kind of like your trigger, you don't necessarily have to hear a gunshot to get, you know, sent into your trauma response. It could have just been like fireworks from the show. Um, but I think that that was kind of like an opportunity for the author to talk about all of the shootings um, and live shooters that have happened at these like super crowded events that uh, particularly yeah. like targeted towards queer audiences. Um, and so it was I, I get why it was put in there. But I mean, like in, if I'm going to put like a tier list of like, OK, side things or like things mm -hmm. that definitely add to S tier is like, OK, their traumas. Fine. That's good. I'm like into it. They feel like full fledged characters. No one feels like stock. Even Peter is fucking weirdo closet of weirdo but like whatever um and then like way down here and like f is like <laughs> security guard forgets to put the security on their gun and it goes off and it shoots no one sends everyone in a panic and you know i think that would have been what would have been just as effective is that the band that they're that's headlining that they're there to see like they fucking can't make it or like something happens and you think that they've like crashed and then, they, you know, like they, they don't know anything. And so that would have absolutely brought the mood way down. It didn't necessarily have to be like the threat of gun violence to bring down the mood. Um, but that's, that's just my thoughts on my book, but I also appreciate the commentary on like, Hey, like this is one of the things that we have to think about now when we go to a place together to party together we we're not safe anywhere even though you feel safe with your friends and there is security there there really are no assurances that you are going to be as safe as you would be in your own home and sometimes you might not even be safe there because maybe your parents are toxic maybe like you don't feel welcome there maybe they want you to go to law school so it's just one of those things where where do you find your safety and you know gun safety in america and also like people now going to concerts and not wearing their masks whatever it's i think it was just a a chance to comment on all of those things but that's just okay, the end no, hearing you hearing you break it down like that i think is a very informed answer because like it is it is it is true I'm terrified to go outside now. And do, well, we can't have nice things. We do basically to do basically anything like existing in this metropolitan area is like so anxiety inducing. Like 
Ivan and I went to a show on Saturday night and like we showed our vaccine things. We kept our masks on basically the entire time, but I got so stressed out near the end of it because when the main act came on, it was so much fuller than I thought it was going to be. And I was like, like sitting on the edge of a stairwell, like to see, but also to just kind of like be separated from other people. And like, then when we left, it was just Halloween debauchery on the streets and we were waiting for a car to come pick us up and people were throwing bottles. And I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Christ. <laughs> I don't want to be back. I want to be back in my apartment. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. And everyone's just hammered walking down the street, like ambulances driving by. So yes, I think hearing you talk about you know just setting a stage for a world where we're all just like not super safe feeling like yes that is that is a good reminder well i mean talking about setting the stage (laughs) um no what did you think about like the musical festival setting like in general and and having it having everything happen there and having everything revolve around these like performances, like, were you into it? Were you not into it? I thought it was fun. Like it, I think it was an appropriate, it was a for kids who can sneak away from their parents and not get immediately caught. I think it's a good (laughs) space for them to be able to just like be themselves and not, be surrounded by like school friends who knew what was going on with like Olivia's situation, her mom, like Tony's fam. Like, I think it made for an interesting storytelling device. Um, I don't think you would have gotten the same if it had been like at school because then as soon as Tony came to school, she would have heard about what was going on with the photo thing. Um, and that's only the, that's one of the like few places where they would have just like met right this is i think one of those like what are the chances that we would meet in this place of all places right like a music festival that one person has like a huge history with and the other one's just like on a whim decided to go check it out to like deal with some stresses they're going through like what are the chances that this would become this like pivotal moment that like chris said maybe isn't permanent maybe this does not become a forever love but will be the thing that when they're like 30 or 40, they think back to, man, when I was a teenager and I went to the music <laughs> festival. Like, and then they look each other up. Then they look each other up on Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or maybe like one of them becomes like, maybe Tony becomes like a singer songwriter of like great renown. Not and- gonna lie. I would read that like second chance. Yeah, that's the second Like when they're in their thirties. Yeah, (laughs) Tony. Tony isn't famous, but she like writes and performs for one of those TV shows where they have a band. She's just like like that's her gig. She's like a gig musician, still trying to find her her like break. And Olivia is just like wanders into town for a bachelorette weekend or something. No, she's an event planner. She's an event planner and, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) something like that. I'm just saying, look, Ms. Johnson, we're just doing this. And all you have to do is just like slam dunk, slam dunk that second chance romance. It doesn't have to be now. It can be later. I mean, listen, I'm just saying she went from YA down to middle grade. Maybe next she'll go up to adult. Who knows? Um, I really like the music festival setting. I, while I don't particularly enjoy being at music festivals, um, live music just, just fucking slaps. And there is like an energy, like if that's your thing, right? Even if it's just a concert, that thing that they talk about where there is like a, it's just this energy between the band and the audience. And it's just one moment very specific kind of emotion that you can only experience when you're there like some people are like i don't want to pay for concerts if i'm gonna just sit in my living room and i'm like okay be safe but i also i get it because like when you're there and like that music is like so intense everyone around you is there because they're a fan just like you and you're just like you're just going for it and it was a, a small amount of time so it was more it was very like almost like setting up its own like trope you know, like there's only one bed. We're stuck here for the weekend. It's like, okay, we only have this. We only have the music festival, and you know, we have to like literally get to know each other in this amount of time. And 
we're teenagers, so we're going to do it. And, uh, you know, like, we're going to go for it because we don't have any inhibitions and we're just doing it, you know? So I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a fun premise. And I think that it delivered on its premise. I don't think that... I was uh, in any way, shape or form. Like I was like, how does this, how does this work? You know, like I was, I was very much on board for it. Like the dancing, the singing, the performing, the little competition that they had. I, I was very much on board for all of it. So I, I was a fan and um, it made me miss live music too. Like it made me miss going to, to a place and seeing them. I mean, I recently, I went to go see <laughs> Leon Bridges. No, no, but that's, that was because I was invited to it. You know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, do you want to go with me to this? And I'm like, okay, sure. I don't have extra plans. But like on other times in my life, I've been like, oh, like, cultura por verga, barrocal, like, vamos para allá. You know what I mean? Like, oh, escuché que we're just going to go to San Juan and see who's playing on the fucking street. You know what I mean? So it's it's different when it, the choice is kind of taken out of your hands and and you want to be as safe as possible and that that has been the only time that i've been to a, a live thing i just wish that i guess what i'm trying to say is i miss going and not worrying about you know panini or not worrying about uh going to the movies and worrying about there being an active shooter those i miss that feeling of like i want to go to these places and i want to have fun and i don't want to be like looking over my shoulder and I'm definitely jamming out, rocking out, too. Oh, I miss that. I mean, I liked it, too, as a kind of, like, this is the closest I will ever get to a music festival. <laughs> Reading about it in a book. Um, but I'm also just not, I don't get that tingly feeling with, like, live music. I've probably been to, like, three or four concerts over the course of my entire life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just not, it, you know, but I enjoyed the setting of it and I enjoyed that they were both like so into it. And um, I don't know, people having passions is, is cool. Like even if they're not my same passions. Um, so I enjoyed and I And I think Tashai's right. This is like one of the few, if you're going to write, an insta romance kind of happens in two days kind of thing um with teenagers you're very limited in how that can go down um so you do need this kind of setting where it's like where could teenagers meet each other and hang out but only for a weekend um wait guys where is my Intel ISEF science fair 10 day romance. <laughs> like, I lived that adventure. I went to Arizona for science fair was that when I was in the 10th grade and I was like not surrounded by classmates and these like coast I would read that. Boys book, were talking to me for the I first time it. ever. I would oh read God. it too. Wait, I need to maybe this is this is my big Write break. that down. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it has the same energy as a music festival, but I think the potential is there. Just as Andre, the great sage Andrea said, every you know, it's nice when people have passions, even if they're not my passions. Girl, yeah. you you don't tell me you'd read a story about a, a little Latina girl who travels to Arizona for science fair yeah, for the I, first time I in her life. That. I fuck with that. To, I'm just to, saying it's to present a, a project about her period. <laughs> Yes, no, I different energies, different like, you know, vibrational frequencies happening. You know what I mean? There's music festival and there's science fair. They're both hitting different areas, but I'm I'm into both of these <laughs> concepts. <laughs> now by my my last question, I think we've already answered, which was like, how did you feel about the romance? And I feel like I have a clear picture at this point of how everybody felt about the romance so I don't think we need to like restate it um but I guess my final question the final uh, final question and this is yeah I'm gonna skip that one and this is a question for for teen Chris and teen Tishai if you were at this music festival and you had the option of Tony Olivia Peter or Imani who would you hook up with for the weekend? Like Teen Shy and Teen Chris. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an I'm an Imani, but 
Well, actually, okay. Teen Tashari was like, I'm not a lesbian. Why are you guys making fun of me? I, me and my friend are just close. Stop bullying me. And also stop bullying me for talking to this one guy. Why is everyone just like not letting me date, period? But like underneath the surface, Teen Tashari, who was like, what are these feelings? Um, <laughs> We've definitely been curious about Tony's situation. Probably would have ended up drunk making out with Peter. <clears throat> just I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Just because weird white dude. He'd but be down. He'd be down. Sure. Maybe we'll both friends after. Who you knows? can kiss and never talk about it again. Yeah. If it's like 17-year-old me, 18, 19-year-old me made out with a lot of people in a lot of bathrooms. So probably tie between Peter and Tony. Uh, no, I would absolutely, uh, Olivia and I would make a, an insanity love tornado with each other. <laughs> we would meet each other, love each other, and destroy each other's <laughs> lives in a short weekend. And would think about that. I would think about that for the rest of my life. <laughs> I would show up at the tent after the huge fight and be like, I got you, yeah. this, chicken, I got you this chicken wrap. I'd be like, whatever, I'm not dating anyone ever again. <laughs> got honey when, mustard. When let's the, go. Oh my let's god. Go. I got you a honey mustard chicken wrap. Let's go. When they, when, the, when they were talking about like, oh, of course I never like made anyone cancel their plans on my behalf or anything. But like I was definitely like every other week, I was like, oh my God, I hate so and so. Can you believe it? And then the next week I'd be like, oh my God, I think I'm in love. Like it's so <laughs> It was definitely like that high low which, hormone kid. Which one is this? Okay, this is the one, the one that has the long hair. What's his initial? Um, it's uh AA. Okay, <laughs> I remember AA. He seems fine. But what I'm happened? still working, I'm still working on project D. <laughs> ah damn him. Why is he so difficult? Oh. All right, we gotta we gotta crank it up a notch. <laughs> yeah, listen, it was if my phone had been bugged, that's exactly what we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm here. I'm here for the internet's entertainment. So, meanwhile, so my weird. FBI agent would have just been really bored. I'm like, well, this guy still didn't didn't talk to me today. Oh, but have you tried? You know, like nope. have you tried that thing where you go into the shower and then like you put cold water on your boobs and then hot water and then cold again? <laughs> Maybe it'll make them grow bigger. Who knows? Maybe let it'll me, make them go like that, you know? Let me try. I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna punch him. I'm gonna punch him and maybe they'll get bigger and then he'll talk to me. Next day. Uh, got a new girlfriend, never mind. The window's uh, closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh goddamn. Well, thanks for awakening. Wait, what about you? Andrea? Cringe. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh no, teen Andrea would not have dated anybody. Oh. Andrea did no teen Andrea mm -mm, would not have happened I I had I would pick someone and I would obsess over I, I would have come to the music festival you would have both been like Andrea look at these people they would treat you so much better than like X back in like wherever and I would have been like mm. And I would have stayed loyal to this person who treated me like garbage in at school and would have like ignored all these like options at the music festival. That would have been me. I feel oh like Tina Andrea would have had like a nice relationship forming with like the 25 year old first aid attendant. <laughs> Not necessarily even romantic, but they would have they would have been like a good support. Like you would have formed a nice them, yeah. you would have formed like a nice connection with this person, and it's one of those like maybe and then and then that person would have texted you and you would have been like i need to go <laughs> then the first aid guy would have been like no it would have been like it would have been like you would have almost convinced me to give someone a shot and then that's when the guy from school who had been ghosting me for like three weeks would have texted me just like hey and i would have been like oh my god he finally loves it's me. A it's a sign. It's a sign. <laughs> We're meant to be together. Yeah. <laughs> well, Teen Andrea was mm -mm, no, no good. No good. I, I awakened into my own powers much later in life. 
Bueno, Andrea, thank you so much for this uh, teen cringe inducing <laughs> pick. If you have been uh, watching slash listening, thank you so much. We'll catch you in the next one. Um, Till then, uh, wear your masks, wash your hands, uh, take care of yourselves. Try not to fall in love at a music festival if you can help it. <laughs> That's it. Bye.